Welcome to Z's Good News LLC, where I share the good news about Jesus Christ and you breathe in the good news. Before every podcast, I ask Jesus, how can we suffer for you and what would you like your kinsmen to know? On this channel, we start with prayer. Oh God, please have mercy on all sinners. Open their hearts to accept salvation and to receive an abundance of graces. Hear my pleas for my own family and my family listening to this podcast and ensure that each one will find favor in your loving heart. Heavenly Father, protect all your children on earth from any war or any other acts which are being planned to destroy your children. Keep us from all harm and protect us. Enlighten us so we can open our eyes to hear and accept the truth of our salvation without any fear in our souls. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. On today's episode, Jesus would like us to take time out of our day to actually read the book of truth and to recognize and know the Ten Commandments, referenced in Exodus chapter 20. He would like us to know how we are replicating the disobedience just like the Israelites were, but in our modern day society. Basically, on today's episode, I'll be giving you all an inside scoop on sin. Now, Jesus would love you to repent for yourself, ask for forgiveness, seek God and turn from your ways, and pray for people you know who have committed these sins that I will mention. The first of the Ten Commandments given to Moses in Exodus chapter 20 is to have no other gods before me. A lot of us have unintentionally made idols out of people, places, and things that Father God isn't so pleased about. We've idolized celebrities, some even on the enemy's payroll, but I'll get there on a different day. We are idolizing the excessive need of money, power, fame, a bit more than Father God, and if my family didn't know or need a quick reminder, we serve a jealous God. It's in the scriptures, guys, and the evil one works through people, meaningless worldly possessions, activities, and wealth. Soon I'll discuss the importance of fasting to rid your soul from the enemy and his temptations. He can't handle when God's children fast because he loses power. He's powerless, but he only gains power when we give him power, family. Let's loosen his strongholds on us. Let's loosen his grip real quick and grow stronger in God. Let's go stronger in our faith. The second commandment is to not make yourself an idol of any kind. Now it is said by Jesus in the book of truth that the spread of narcissism will intensify during the end times. Narcissism is the inflated sense of someone's own importance. A narcissist gaslights you by bringing up your past mistakes to justify their current verbal, emotional, or even physical abuse, attach their own meaning to your actions, argue with you for long periods of time that have you mentally tired and confused on the initial argument. Now you feel like a failure, and this is just a microscopic list of how extreme narcissism is and how narcissists act. The sin of pride can have you intentionally or unintentionally idolize yourself, but I'll mention that on another episode. The third commandment is not use the Lord's name in vain. A lot of us, and let's be honest here, have sworn using the Lord's name or had family and friends do it, but I'm here to tell you that he doesn't really like that. The phrases, I swear to G and G darn it, are heavily frowned upon in heaven. Next time a friend or a foe uses the Lord's name in vain, kindly let them know that he isn't too fond of your choice words and mention his great love he has for them. The fourth commandment is to remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. 
I love for my family to head back to church. Before COVID, there was a decline in membership, but after COVID, membership plummeted. That was the main agenda behind COVID besides all the fear-mongering. And no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and know that the masters and governmental hierarchies knew that the return of Jesus Christ was coming real soon, as it is, and they had to do something to gain further control on us. I encourage you to pray, get in that word, pray for discernment and guidance for the times to come. This message isn't to scare any of you because I'm speaking all a lot of love and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you are my family through Christ. As it is written in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, though we are many, we are one body in union with Christ and we are all joined to each other as different parts of one body. And that's the good news translation, ladies and gentlemen, because who are you tuned in to? Exactly. Now, if you have a personal problem with church due to how you were taught, you grew up in a family church at a certain denomination that didn't explain God well enough for you, email me, share your concerns, and I'll pray for you and your situation. And if the Lord puts a sermon on my heart specifically for you, I'll most definitely reach out. The fifth commandment is to honor your mom and dad. There's an article I'd like to share by Jeff Gravin titled Earthly Fathers and the Heavenly Father, where he talks a bit about the difference of our fathers who physically brought us into this world to our Heavenly Father who breathes life into us every morning and who gave us our souls. Some of us have pretty nice relationships with our physical fathers, but I'm here to let you know that the relationship you begin to build with Father God won't even be comparable. On the other hand, some of us have detrimental or even non-existent relationships with our physical fathers, and I'm not here to sell dreams, create a false sense of fantasy, or say any bit of falsehood, but the lack of that physical authority and presence over your life to open your heart or that will to want to even talk to God. If honoring your parents, respecting them, or forgiving them isn't on your Christmas list this year, take it to God so he can restore your mind and heart. God gets the glory, and you cleared out an imbalance that would have detoured your interest paradise. God needs clean hearts to enter heaven, y'all. You can't bring an unclean heart with you to heaven, and he would have most definitely shown you your sin, where an unclean heart would have sent you during the warning, but be encouraged that the Holy Spirit led you to this podcast today. Speaking of unclean hearts and unforgiveness, forgiveness is the pathway to freedom. If you have forgiven others the wrongs they have done to you, your Father in Heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive the wrongs you have done. And that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. So as you read chapter 91 in the book of Truth, you have a biblical cross-reference. When you forgive others, it's a sign of love and love for Jesus. The sixth commandment is thou shalt not kill. Let's get technical and let's get real here, family. God is a God of justice. He's a God of peace. He's a God who shows mercy. If he wasn't, he would have casted judgment a while ago, but he knew some of his children needed to read this book and hear this. He's loving, forgiving. And the best one of all is that he forgives all sins. Let me give y'all this before I continue with my intentional and unintentional murderers. I love y'all, and I'm not judging. If you pause this podcast right now, repent with actual sorrow for the sins you've committed against God, and turn from your ways, in that moment of repentance, 
all of your sins will be washed and covered with God's unconditional love. You are now free from sin. You can email me for your next steps. I'll congratulate you. Then, as it said in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. How do we do that? By faith. We receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior by trusting him to forgive us and give us his life. Now I advise you to bring prayer in your life and not think, well, this is stupid, or I don't feel anything, or I don't think my sins can be forgiven because my sin is just so bad. I killed somebody. I've stolen before. I joined the occult. That's the enemy putting doubt, fear, and pride in you. Trust me, been there, thought that. But when you stand firm in your faith, build your relationship with God, you'll understand truly how forgiving he is and how much he loves you, me, and the world he created. Now, while reading the book of truth, you'll learn that abortion is murder. Jesus talks about it and advises you to repent for it. In the book of truth, you'll learn a lot about what the masses have legalized, but God hasn't. Only he has the right to take away life. If considering, pray for guidance from him. But if the deed has already been done, repent and ask for mercy. Many prayers will be listed in the description. If you have a friend who is a woman of God who has had the procedure, pray for her. Care to share to her once you feel comfortable with the book of truth. But I'm truly an advocate that this book is the real deal. Or I wouldn't have listened to God who told me to quit my job at the soapery. I wouldn't be here letting you all know this uncontroversial truth that the evil one will have you doubting in your mind that it is controversial. And I probably would have still been unequally yoked in my relationship, but no, I'm here because I have purpose, you have purpose, and this book needs to be shared before the warning so more of our brothers and sisters turn from their ways, get in the state of grace, and not get deceived and left behind. If you've killed, stolen, lied, or in your mind worse, repent and repent daily. Daily repentance is magnificent because we literally sin every day. Most times knowingly, other times unknowingly. But when you repent, it's a feeling of freedom. The seventh commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery. I'm here for you, family. We've all been there. And if you haven't, you know someone who has. Lust is the first of the seven deadly sins, and it seems like the hardest temptation, but greater he that is in you than he that is in the world. You aren't relying on your own strength to get through the battle, for the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Sexual immorality will lead you into hell, but in you taking that step to repent and asking God to rescue you from that bondage, that stronghold, that temptation, it's a step towards deliverance, and a step I applaud you for taking. The eighth commandment is thou shalt not steal, and the ninth commandment is to not testify falsely against your neighbor. And while writing my notes before recording, the Holy Spirit had me add, stop lying in quotation marks to number nine. Now there is a lying spirit that I rebuke in Jesus' name because it's doing more damage than good. I used to lie, and I find it very ironic how I'm here right now sharing the book of truth with you. Lying deserves repentance too. The tenth and final commandment is thou shalt not covet. Now the definition of lust is a strong craving or desire, often of sexual nature, but in other cases, it's about worldly material concerns. 
For the love of money is the root of all evil, as stated in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And the evil one works through meaningless worldly possessions, activities, and wealth, as mentioned earlier in this podcast. That constant desire to seek new opportunities, new excitement, new stuff, and new pleasure all the time. The other is at work and is not God. Repent, fam. That's it on today's episode. Chapters mentioned in the Book of Truth that's been referenced on today's Audible will be in the description, along with many prayers to help your prayer journey or to add to your own personal prayers. I hope today's episode gives you a broader aspect on how God sees sin in today's society, how much Jesus loves us to write this book in preparation for his second coming, and how forgiving he is. Until next time, it's Z.